2018. Ready or not, here we come. I wish I had heard episode one of the Shaman's Tech Support when I was in sixth grade. And sorry in advance about the audio monkey business you'll hear for a little bit around the 20-minute mark. Thanks for tuning in. This is because I wanted to hear from an elder man with wisdom who could take us beyond the media's hyped-up, emotionally vitriolic spin and deliver clear and rational insight into what is playing out between men and women today. And John Doerr delivers the goods. I am sick and tired of hearing men bashed every which way till Sunday. And I don't have a television, and I rarely rarely go on the media, but I do have a Facebook account, and I've seen enough. And, And so... I host these one-on-one retreats, and I have actually had a number of really amazing men come to work with me. And this past summer, I had a very amazing man come, and his name is John Doerr, and he is an elder. I'm going to read his bio here in a sec. But he was my immediate go-to when Sarah and I were having this conversation about, you know, we should dedicate one of these podcasts to uh, the voice of a wise male elder and, and put that out, out there because I think the guys are getting a really bad rap and I think it's time for all of us to uh, do our inner work here. In any case, so I'm going to read John's bio. He is truly amazing. He is trained in psychoanalysis, neurolinguistic programming, addictions counseling, and human resource management. John trained doctoral students in developmental psychology, linguistics, and speech science. He chaired an interdisciplinary program in language studies in the humanities and social sciences. As a university-wide full professor, he taught literature, religion, and addiction studies to undergraduates. He's been a consultant to national funding agencies, hospitals, and rehabilitation centers. His more than 50 publications cover diverse issues in human development. So that is, that's a lot. And his website is johndore.com. So John, I think it's really important to uh, hear from a wise elder. And so this is what you are. And I'm just going to launch right into this with the first question we have for you. And that is, what advice would you give to men of all ages who are feeling barraged by the Me Too avalanche and the media pylon? Yeah, well, the first thing I'd say is uh, ignore the mass media. Uh, They go for whatever the sensational or the hype of the moment is in, in whatever vogue, and they kind of build on each other. So I'd say instead of spending time uh, reacting to the media statements, uh, just focus on your own inner development. That mainly means staying in touch with your own feelings. And if you're willing to, or, or I would encourage you to be willing to share with other men, people that you trust. Uh, there are several men's movements and uh, uh, events that you can attend, primarily to uh, initiate men in a modern uh, masculinity to be in touch with your strength but uh, not to be using it in uh, inappropriate ways and so john can you speak to what it is to initiate your your masculinity what does that mean well there is a uh, movement called the uh, uh, the mankind project the mankind project it's got about seventy thousand members now across the country. Uh, I have been uh, designated an elder in in that movement. And uh, it's an initiatory weekend, uh, getting men in touch with their own strengths, uh, but also their their shadow side in terms of, for example, how they may have treated women over over their lifetime. 
There are many other. I founded an annual Men's Wisdom Council that is still ongoing in Massachusetts. And there's a, a program I founded called the Mythic Warrior, where men come one weekend uh, a month for nine months, usually on the full moon to honor the goddess and women and not do our work as a reaction against women, but actually, uh, you know, to serve them better in the way that we can. Men and women can serve each other better. If uh, anybody wants to know more about these movements, uh, you're welcome to email me about that. I hope you give that. Inf- that information is on my website if you're interested. And we'll definitely put all your links um, in the body of the podcast vessel when we post okay. it. Okay. So, okay. So I was going to ask you where men can look for inspiration, but I think you just gave some really excellent recommendations. Another. Yeah. Well, well, what I'd add to that is there is a certain kind of critical, I would say, reading. There are some books that are central to a new consciousness for men. Okay. So if you want me to uh, list those at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the, I'll be happy the one to do that so. started yeah. the, mo- the last round of uh, men's consciousness was the book called Iron John by Robert Bly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, by the way, my nickname here. It, it's from a yeah, <laughs> it's from a Grimm's uh, fairy tale, uh, but Bly treats it in terms of uh, what men need at this point in our history. Uh, actually, I would also recommend a uh, a video of Robert Bly being interviewed by uh, on, on PBS by Bill Moyers. Uh, that changed my life when I when I read it and when I saw that with my wife, uh, uh, probably in the mid '80s is when it when it aired. So Iron John, there's a another book called Under Saturn's Shadow by a guy named James Hillman. Ah, love uh, him. Yeah, he's uh, a colleague who I've met and uh, been at conferences with. And he's, uh, you know, one of the best known Jungian analysts that we have. Uh, there are other books, uh, for example, Absent Fathers, Lost Sons is a title. I forget the author's name at the moment I read it. Uh, I did uh, courses at the Graduate Center of City University called uh, The Case for Men's Studies, where uh, you know both men and women signed up to uh, really identify what's, let's say, what's the problem with men after, after the critique of uh, what's called the patriarchy, you know, the domination of men over women and over too much power in the culture. Mm-hmm. So that, that stuff is pretty well known. Question. So we're about a month into, I mean, every month it's a, it's a new unexpected zeitgeist. And so now, you know, this, the thread that's being pulled from the sweater has revealed this, um, seamy underbelly and led to this kind of, um, hashtag me to cultural yeah. moment where women are feeling empowered to speak out in a way that they haven't before. Uh, and I don't know, it just must be, what is it, what does that feel like? How do you, as obviously one of the, you know, not, n- not men, uh, acting in an egregious way. I mean, how does that make you feel? And what, uh, how do men? How can men feel comfortable in their own skin at this time, when all, well, when all the yeah, yeah. everyone's being asked to audit their own behavior? Well, in the media and the exposés of various powerful men who uh, took advantage of women sexually, uh, I think it's a good thing. Um, it has to be exposed, and it is uh, men in uh, usually in uh, uh, you know in some position of power. And uh, so that has to be given voice to. And the women who do stand up, uh, the Me Too women, are uh, I admire them a lot. That's my first feelings. Uh, sometimes I, I think it goes up against, it, it gets, uh, and I think some, many men, uh, the more well-known ones, should be prosecuted uh, and need some kind of rehabilitation. 
and uh, they are involved in, you know, uh, on the edge of mental illness in, in some cases. So that has to be rectified. The uh, faults of, you know, the patriarchy, men in power who abuse their power has to be, uh, has to be uh, recognized and, uh, uh, and, and readjusted. So that part is good. I, I uh, don't have any, uh, I don't know, and then I feel, frankly, I feel sorry for them. Uh, it does give men a bad reputation, which I think is the uh, inspiration for, for this talk. And of course, it's, uh, it's only a minority of men. Now, uh, it, it, uh, some degree of domestic dispute, uh, uh, abuse has been uh, ongoing for... Uh, well, forever, probably, but uh, uh, I used to have a group of men mandated by the court for doing domestic violence and, uh, you know, tried to offer them some guidance for, uh, basically, it comes down to looking at your inner life. So my personal reaction, uh, I noticed, uh, I think it was Louis C.K. who was accused of exposing himself to women for which he apologized and at least he had the courage to admit what he did. Yeah. Others at the moment are denying what they've done. So that's a dangerous sign. The shadow side of men. We all, wherever there's light and awareness, there is also shadow. So we, we have to just stay alert to that. But I personally, I thought uh, it might get, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not justifying anybody's behavior, but I thought it's certainly inappropriate, inadvisable for whatever uh, Louis C.K. did, but it doesn't look like a crime to me. And I think uh, he needs to be reprimanded by the women that he, let's say, exposed himself to. But I, I do worry on, on the other side of things that uh, uh, a lot of political correctness can, can follow upon this. So that's a, mm. a different angle on this whole issue. They certainly are responsible for what they did and must be held accountable. In fact, that uh, the movement I mentioned, the Mankind Project, pretty much specializes in, uh, after an initiatory uh, weekend, we meet uh, together in, a, in small groups for uh, each week or every other week. And we hold each other accountable in a very general way to uh, what, you know, what we say our ideals and intentions are and what we own as our, part of our uh, shadow. Is that enough on that one? Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. I, I think you make a good point, and it is my concern as well, that this thing is going to go way, like way overboard in terms of political correctness. Because what I have been saying also is, you know, men have their transgressions, certain among men yeah. do. And yeah. uh, women, I think, can be just as horrible uh, in their own way and... Uh, and, and there's a lot of, and you rarely hear that, but there's a lot of abuse of men by women. And, and then even yeah, in, in there's the a, Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, about 30-some years ago when I began this uh, kind of work, I remember trying to say that uh, the, the men that I have counseled in my therapy practice uh, sometimes felt uh, emotionally tortured by the women that they were with. So there is this uh, uh, phenomenon of uh, women who are almost always more emotionally advanced than men, the vast majority of cases, early on in development and then later in life as well, uh, can, can manipulate men in certain ways out of their own needs. And so that's a factor, although it was uh, drowned out and denied, and I, uh, denied, I mean, and I got boos from, hmm. from the audience uh, uh, from women. Hmm. For saying that, but I was just reporting what I have seen happen across a, a section of, uh, you know, a good cross section of uh, men from different backgrounds. Right, and that is precisely my concern with all of this: is that uh, men are just going to be it, it? It'll just be a knee jerk that oh, all men are, you know, fill in the blanks yeah. of every negative thing you can think of, and then yeah. what that does is it 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 it, it quite glorifies, I think. Uh, celebrates and glorifies the victim. It removes all any and all personal responsibility from any right. of us, men or right. women, men or women. Right. And and right. I just keep 
thinking, what keeps coming to me is that golden rule, the golden rule. Treat others right. as you yourself wish to be yeah. treated. And exactly. that's, that's yep. it, it's universal. We can all understand it. And so why don't we all? Uh, well, you know, my friend Gail always says, you know what, when I'm looking at all the wrongs in the world and all the negative, all the negatives, I just ask myself constantly, all right, where do I lie? Where do I manipulate? Where do I, you know, what are my agendas? Because yeah. the pointing finger always points three back. And I am not saying these women haven't suffered because they have. And, and, I would say yes, and. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, no, it's true. We have to look in. That's the real advice to men as well. Even men who've, and you can see it happening in the media now, men who have been abusers, those who, uh, own it, uh, do acknowledge that they need help. That's the good sign in all of this. And it's a good model. And of course they need, uh, to own it. Then they, they, uh, would need to be forgiven by others. That whole cycle of uh, what's called a cycle of redemption, um, you know, can operate if both parties are willing to do it that way. And you see it in some older women or more wiser women who who have been abused, uh, who have lived with it and uh, dealt with it, uh, are pretty forgiven. It's a modern singer I just heard say that uh, a few days ago in, uh, in the media. The other, what I'd like to contribute to, what I think will be most useful, and also what I know, uh, what I know the best, is to understand uh, the different socialization of men and women. Once, and hopefully, when women understand what happens to men in, in their interior life, the inner life, not the obvious external, uh, you know, they may be less polarizing, and there may be more, uh, you know, more more dialogue, and then. Uh, hopefully, uh, more compassion across across the sexes, as we say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the first, the main point to bear in mind about uh, male development as opposed to women is that uh, first, you know, that a mother's, uh, especially firstborn son, there's a very special bond that goes on there. And uh, I'm I'm one. I'm the eldest son of uh, my uh, immigrant mother, and. Uh, what happens as a boy develops is that he his attachment is to his mom, and uh, but he cannot afford, uh, in eventually, in his socialization, he can't afford to be too much like mom. He has to differentiate out, find the uh, the behaviors of the acceptable male in whatever culture he's in, and then he needs to get access to his father, in order to do the adequate separation from his mom so that's where most emotional problems begin uh the son differentiating from the mother in order to sustain a a persona of of being male which when the father is present uh can uh you know do that that kind of socialization if the father's compassionate receiving the son from the mother uh then you know as he gets older in life into teenagers especially the father can initiate him. If the father's uh, culture uh, is a, a major culture, in thinking about this today, I realize that as men, we are all socialized to be soldiers, to serve some cause, to and we're allowed to use our anger with more permission, sometimes encouraged, in a way that uh, girls and women are are not, uh, you know, allow, allowed to do so. Uh, men may find if the father doesn't do the job or is absent, men then need to find a mentor. Sometimes it's the good uncle, for example, or in my case, it was uh, my my freshman teacher and and coaches and the like all uh, are available to uh, initiate a man. But there is no actual uh, formal ceremony as we've had in uh, all traditional cultures have had a ritual in particular for for uh, advancing uh, a boy into manhood. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. John, I'm going to stop you there. Sure. That was excellent. Sure. We've got it. Do we have a piece of equipment we have to put batteries in? <laughs> sure. So we'll have you get into the ritual.
Okay, we're back, and let's continue with what you were talking about, John. Okay. About, about male development, remember I said men have been rendered in, invisible to themselves. Mm -hmm. That means that they are not uh, socialized, the majority are not socialized to stay in touch with their feelings, to uh, have sensitivity, uh, to focus on relationships. We are always culturally programmed to look outside ourselves for answers, for resources, you know, to become somebody in society. So in effect, we're basically ignoring our inner life as we put all our efforts into uh, gaining some kind of social uh, status, let's say. So they're, so they're uh, and they, they're, men in general, as I said earlier, are, I believe, in our culture, there's a strong strain of being raised to be soldiers, which is not a new idea, but also to be raised uh, to be misogynists. Because uh, and even in my case, I was surrounded by women are too emotional, men are more rational, and so on. So, and we all probably have hundreds of lines that, that would show uh, the kind of thinking that's inculcated in males across the board in, in our culture. And so it takes a long time to overcome that. Uh, it's sort of like being uh, uh, socialized into materialism as opposed to some spiritual, uh, you know, viewpoint in life. Hmm. So there's a uh, scheme that Carl Jung uh, took up this issue very clearly, and he developed a schema called The Lord of the Four Corners. And uh, there's a lot of books, even by this title, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. So let me explain this quickly, and you'll get the difference between the archetypal force determining masculinity and femininity. Now, meanwhile, we all need to, we have to learn more about the opposite in ourselves. In other words, any male who is consciously feeling very masculine, he has an unconscious female uh, that he needs to listen to within himself. And any female has got the same issue. Consciously identified as feminine uh, needs to, uh, even if it takes a lifetime, find the masculine features within herself so that we each gender can become more whole. But the way the, uh, the schema goes is that, uh, let's start with men. Young men are socialized into being warriors in one, <clears throat> in one way or another, whether it's academically, on the sports field, and, and uh, many other places you can think of. And, and that is to, in late adolescence and into a young adulthood, to serve some higher cause to find what he believes in and what he will quote fight for, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, aggressive energy in in that in that uh, period of development. The male then de uh, develops into what's called the use, we use the uh, symbol of magician to uh, recognize the uh, the knowledge base, the skills, the talents being developed to become successful in the world in your. Uh, uh, you know, approaching before, during, and then after middle age. And then much later in life, the male psyche develops the lover aspect in a sense that he, if he falls in love with a woman, if he has children, only then does he start to really uh, be in touch with his inner life. And finally, the, that role of development, which Jung calls individuation, is meant to uh, become the king of your own life, who is like uh, the steward of all the resources that a man can have. And, uh, and then becoming the good king of one's own life is, is the goal of development in, in, this, uh, in this viewpoint. But it's absolutely reversed in the case of women. Women are initially socialized to be lovers. So warrior and lover switch position. Uh, girls are taught to uh, pay attention to their feelings, to, uh, you know, the kindness thing, to be uh, more nurturing, more sensitive, and they accept their, their for the most part, accept their vulnerability and uh, can handle it. Uh, and only later in life, which uh, you two in particular uh, must be in touch with is that you you develop warrior energy after let's say after you're a housewife or after you're you raise kids and you have the empty nest 
And usually this occurs around around the midlife crisis, which Jung taught us everybody has, whether it's dramatic or slow burning or whichever. And then you become the queen of your own life. So men early on are pretty much either taught or allowed to be not only assertive, uh, which, of course, women uh, take as trainings, but to, to be aggressive in getting what you want out of the world. When they do get too much, when they do get power, everybody needs some degree of personal power. The question is, uh, there's a lot of comparison going on, and sometimes it inflates the ego, and uh, that's what happens with these men who, uh, who abuse others. They uh, really, out of emotional ignorance, they hit a tipping point and get a kind of emotional illness in the, in the way they see the world and they treat women and sometimes children. And so women are free from a, a, a girl is born. She follows the, you know, all of the particulars of her mom uh, uh, and becoming female is her goal. Now men in, in that those among all those other misogynist voices that I've grown up with and almost every other man I met were, you know, well, women are just out to get a guy, you know, uh, women want a free ride. Uh, women want to be just taken care of the opposite of what feminists will say, having to do with women work so hard. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, don't get public recognition. Don't get paid so much. So and I've oh, I've actually been uh, I have never been a feminist, but I'm a pro-feminist scholar. Trained hundreds of women doctoral students in uh, you know making their claim about what their life is like and what and uh, you know how to how to make things better. And blaming men is not a solution. Thank that's you. That's just that's a projection of their of women's own uh, uh, let's say limitations. Mm -hmm. To be kind about it. Mm -hmm. Is that enough on socialization? That's excellent. Excellent. Well, it is interesting. The socialization piece is interesting because if you look at all these Disney movies and, well, all these Hollywood movies now, the, they, they're switching the roles. I don't know who's right. yeah. running the show yeah, yeah. there. But, you know, they're making the the girl or the heroine. You know, yes. she's got the chutzpah. Oh, even right. if you think of Sigourney Weaver and Aliens, I mean, that's really when it was really starting to turn, right? Yeah, and yeah, so the probably. woman's got the, the balls, essentially. And then, but this, but this is the third iteration in history of the women's movement. And this one, you know, is just the flowering continued, and it's balancing the energies. So women, uh, you know, beating up the guys, as happens a lot now in movies, is, is a good thing uh, in the short run. But all of this needs to lead to a better, uh, you know, integration, collaboration and balance so that each one of us are in touch with the opposite gender qualities and we can connect to the other uh, gender without, uh, you know, overreacting and, or, or being abusive as uh, a small percentage of men are abusive. And a wider, again, our topic is there's a wider array of men who think out of ignorance that it's okay to, to be that aggressive. They grew up with it. A lot of well-known sports figures get caught up on this because they were raised a certain way. And they re genuinely, in some of those cases, don't know any better. And that uh, that's about the work I might talk to you guys about, how that emotional ignorance develops into a kind of mental, emotional illness. And mm -hmm. if that is untreated, it goes toward evil. And that's a pattern that happens in men. And you can see it in world literature uh, for many thousands of years. And uh, you can see how it plays out in, in the modern uh, marketplace. Wow. You know, John, I, I have a one of the foundations of how I um, understand and relate to the world is, is that most bad behavior is a cry for help. Yes. Uh, that's not a pop that's, right. that's not a popular theory in certain cases, you know, when no, something isn't. but I don't really ascribe to victim like victim mentality and uh, but it it almost seems like with what you're talking about is is so profound and 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 how much 
how many more shoes there are to drop? I mean, we're just hearing about yeah. the 16 celebrities so far. I mean, there's seven and a half billion yeah. people on the planet. Yeah. How many right. bedrooms, boardrooms, hospital corridors, yeah. police precincts? The political offices. Political offices. Right. How, how yeah, many? But that's that's yeah. why women who really have been disadvantaged must stand up, support one another, and speak out. It's sort of like women's women have to get together in women's groups to support one another and encourage them to speak up. That's what's great about the long list of people who came out against Bill Cosby and and now uh, uh, the producer guy and uh, Weinstein. Yeah. That's that's very encouraging. It's just balancing the books on a long curve in in our in our national development. Okay, but going on to, onto Twitter and adding the hashtag Me Too and calling someone out from while you're reclining on your sofa. No matter yeah. how, how painful of an experience you went through versus like how, what advice do you have for women who uh, are not confronting a celebrity? They're conf- confronting a husband or a daughter yeah. conf- confronting a father. Like what words do they use when they have to do a face to face? Hey, knock it off. Yeah. Like that's yeah. enough. How do you, what's that? look like yeah well uh that's central i mean all of the women that i've uh, dealt with in my therapy practice i've always aimed at them finding their own voice being clearer about their own inner life and more and uh, acknowledging you know whatever input they put into it uh, but taking a stand and making the appeal to the uh, the father or the husband and say look please you know, you say you love me, and yet you treat me this way. So there's gotta, they have to find their courage, which means they need to be supported by other women. That was what was so great about the waves of the women's movement, that people would be able to get the support and encouragement and uh, determination and know-how that you're asking me about now. And I always thought the women's movement was way ahead of the men's movement. But I have to tell you... Um, I have so many women asking me how can, you know, they take an initiatory weekend and how can they uh, do these kind of like uh, exercises like I do helping men discharge all their rage in some appropriate way and uh, facing their fears and uh, uh, giving back the shame. If anything, that's what I would encourage women, and I have in fact encouraged, is you you get really clear on how you've been uh, let's say abused if, or, if not, or at least shamed or criticized and uh, get, uh, get help getting articulate about it. And then individually without dealing with the male in, in, uh, in question, you practice giving the shame back to the source it came from. Mm. And it may even be your mother uh, apart from your father. And uh, then that's a way to make a shift in the inner life by doing these kind of uh, discharge rituals as I do with uh, women on retreat with me uh, in order to, it's like to prepare the inner life to take a stand. And so there's outer work to do social networking the way uh, tens of millions of us have gotten sober from alcoholism. It it works when you work it, as we say, and then to, uh, to bring it forward. So, you know, in the case that you you describe, young girls and women are coming from a less powerful position. It's assumed, even in their minds often, that men have more power because they've got more public presence, uh, more money, and uh, a lot of men abuse that. Uh, women still have to work on themselves in order to find, which uh, Shauna just said about what movies are now leading girls to do. Take a stand, gain your powers, uh, get clear, get support, find a mentor, like I recommended about men, one way or another. And uh, then uh, all of us need to be patient at first until we find the courage to take a stand. But that's the thing. I have a 16-year-old son, and I know that talking to, to other moms of sons, I mean, I'm seeing the, the cultural shift and the swing back and the fact that there are you know, eight, eight STEM programs out of 10 are for girls only. It's like, okay, time to, and it's like, well, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, what about yeah. my boy? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and 
Oh, there's a lot of work for that generation. Well, th- there's a very out. large organization called Boys to Men. Every community in this country has a chapter of that. So if you Google Boys to Men, I mean, for years I volunteered at a high school and we would do a final ceremony once they got to graduate before they graduated as seniors. So there is a lot available if, if parents were really to look for that. Uh, so check, uh, just Google Boys to Men International, um, and you'll you know get a lot of information if that's the cause. But to, but let me I you know much earlier I meant to quote an old an ancient uh, Spanish proverb. My my mentor for a long time was uh, well first it was Noam Chomsky uh, for my doctoral dissertation, but then Robert Bly the poet and one of the founders of the men's movement in the eighties. Uh, used to, he loved to quote this, that uh, only a woman can give birth to a child, but only a man can initiate a boy into manhood. Mm-hmm. So there is a gender division that's necessary about, mm-hmm. like in the, in the traditional tribes, the elder men would uh, take the young boys away from the mothers and out into the woods, into the long hut, and, you know, do their rituals. To us, they might seem a little uh, primitive, but it served the purpose of letting a boy know that he needs to stay in touch with his masculine power, but he cannot use it uh, to uh, unfairly against women and children. That's the core of initiation. And that's something that we sustain in the Mankind Project as a uh, modern substitute, uh, or the best we can do for now, uh, since we're not going to take all the boys, the teenagers, away from their mothers and, and out into the woods, and then we get we get uh, bashed for that. I you mean, can borrow standard, mine for a weekend. <laughs> conventional men take. Uh, I wouldn't hurt them. I mean, in a sense of as long as you have loving enough men, compassionate men, who clearly committed to, uh, you know, helping young boys become men in a very fair, clear, legitimate a loving way without any shenanigans. That's what a lot of young men need. And the way things are structured hierarchically in our cultures, uh, there's there's a, a real absence of that. So I'm, I'm making an appeal that women understand men a little bit better, not not to tolerate their abuse. I'm, that's never acceptable. They have to be responsible for what they did wrong. Uh, but, you know, that uh, thing about uh, the elder Bush... I mean, I would like it to, uh, you know, the, uh, if he grabs a woman's uh, tushy there, uh, you know, slap him in the face. As far as the Louis C.K.'s and the other examples, yes. Like my daughter did when the boy uh, uh, tried to rape her, she just kicked him, kicked him in the testicles. And, you know, it's good for women to get that kind of training because men can be unconscious of what they're doing. That's the problem. Well, in in, in this in this era where um, the more distractions, the more smoke and mirrors in play, right, right, the better for right. the status quo. So this is just, hey, it's, there's some goose stepping North Koreas. Hey, there's some super bad behaving, uh, powerful men. Like, let's talk about that. Let's focus on that. Let's let's not yeah. uh, let's not look at the body bags that are being carried out over the you know the healthcare, me- you know, mental health. It's just yeah. you know. It just seems like this benefits uh, benefits the powers that be in a way to keep us all divided. It's just another way to prevent uh-huh. the best, you know, the people who are awake, who are both men and women and um, and non-binary, and uh, you know. So it, this this is fascinating. It's like why have not I not heard you on a podcast before? Well, this won't be the last time. Yeah, on our podcast, that's that's for sure. Yeah, the more precise your questions are, the better I can hook it up to what the men's movement has been about, what I've seen that has worked well. I used to, uh, I specialized in uh, men's groups when I worked in New York, uh, uh, meaning uh, therapy groups only for men. And sort of that's necessary until they are in mixed groups. So there's uh, individual work that has to be done by each gender, becoming more aware of the best of your femininity and also the shadow side of your own feminine self. Mm -hmm. And it's equally true with Mm -hmm. men. Mm -hmm. 
So I see things uh, through a Jungian filter, no matter what, since that's the best uh, sort of uh, psychological technology we have to make a headway and improvement in what we're talking about. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I, I just think it's really important for women out there in terms of the concern about the whole political correctness thing, you know, that I just, I just hate to see it become open season on men just because. And then it gives yeah. a lot of unconscious women license to yeah. be uh, sometimes viciously abusive to men. And, and nothing is yeah. going to get resolved in that way. Or they will right. cut them That's out, right. they cut them off, like you, you were booed, they won't even hear you. Like that to me is like, that's unconscious. We're not going to get anywhere. But that's, but that's also the, state, the status of our culture. And American culture in general is so polarized now. So we're all suffering the consequences. Of, I would call it the death of dialogue, where you know congressmen don't talk across the aisle, parties don't, and you know we, we're all aware of, of the stalemate about the unwillingness out of a kind of. Uh, it's kind of a national uh, narcissism. And again, it's mainly headed by men in power. Mm. So uh, the whole notion of blaming other men who don't have a lot of social economic power is really a, a waste of time. It, unless they're emotionally you know, uh, off base and they do harmful things. Yes. That's got to be women. Yes. I love the fact that women are speaking up more right now. Well, as as a as a person who's who's been thinking about this for a long time, in in the short term and the long term, I mean, how do you see sort of uh, what is what is the structure of of a of a healing conversation? Or it almost sounds like there needs to be like in strip malls, just like there's weight loss places. There need to be a place where you know guys yeah. can get, go and check in with you know the mankind yeah. project, like discharging just charging all your inappropriate you know behavior that's it seems like that's like a, one of those you know electric car fill up places discharge your yeah. anger <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah no that's true well you know it's funny years ago when i trained uh, doctoral students in uh, theories of emotion i had a very uh, and i specialized in one called affect theory and i really fantasized a lot about starting a movement uh about training people about their emotional life because it's not done in our educational systems. Mm -hmm. it's, that too is changing a little bit, I must say, but the dominant uh, culture and, and mainstream of education avoids that. That's why we have all this trouble on college cam campuses with young women getting raped and then trying to figure out who put what into it. And, and that, that uh, angle on you know them being crying victim uh, without any acknowledgement on on their own part about what what they might have put into it you know like maybe they drank too much maybe they dressed too little you know all those factors are are operating and you know both parties have to be more and more aware of that so i'm not optimistic about the immediate future uh, on all of these issues mm -hmm. it's going to take um it first of all as long as materialism dominates the socioeconomic uh milieu uh, not a lot's going to change that means the powers uh, people who hold the power as you said earlier sarah will keep on uh, pulling strings to confuse us and to keep us off balance and to keep us away from our inner life away from uh it is you know sometimes it's getting good therapy but i've i've been in enough churches i I give a lot of talks at churches to help people, uh, to, uh, church, good church members, people of genuine faith, uh, be much uh, more in touch with their unconscious mind. Uh, is one project that uh, I've done in you know several uh, places, but it's sort of all, all of us have to be more willing to first of all acknowledge uh, a what makes us uncomfortable, and then really look at it, and then get help looking at it. And a church can do that sometimes, church groups, or therapy, or really wise friends, a good mentor, uh, the good aunt or the good uncle, and so on. There are resources around us if, if people are willing to ask for the help. Now, 
Admittedly, women do that much better than men. Once again, that's the mark of socialization. Men are socialized, you know, the joke, not to ask for directions. <laughs> and it's the same thing because it implies a neediness. It implies a kind of vulnerability or, God forbid, we should be perceived as weak in some way. All our, all our behavior is driven to avoid those perceptions from others. So when uh, Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey check into a, you know, a sex addiction place, it doesn't seem like that's what they need help with. It seems well, like, that'll, mean, that's a good starter. I mean, that's a good starter. That's what I wanted uh, Bill Clinton to do uh, mm -hmm. when he gave his the famous August speech against uh, the prosecutor Ken Starr. Uh, I, I thought, I, I was asked to analyze that speech for a lot of, uh, you know, linguistic variables. Uh, and I thought near the end he was going to say, and you know, I'm, and I'm going to go get help for this because I, I was, I was told his brother is in recovery from alcoholism like I am. So as a 12 stepper, I'm always hopeful people will admit their addictive uh, behavior. So instead he blamed it all. Uh, every line he said was advice from a lawyer about how to avoid this and how to avoid that. And I actually voted for him and I actually liked him, but then, you know, he's, he was an abuser. Uh, and a liar, cover-up, and so on. Uh, they didn't impeach him, but, uh, you know, it kind of came close. But the point is the same thing. When are men like them going to say, yeah, I admit I really need help with this? And that's the veneer in Hollywood and, pe and among people of power everywhere, They're, and especially men. They're not going to say, yeah, you're right, I, uh, I was out of line, and I need help with this. That's the, that's the voice. Men will not. They're socialized not to say not to think. Well, I, I need think, help. I think also when we're talking about that very upper echelon, they protect each other. It seems to be historically forever in every culture, no matter yes. where you look, right. a very small number of especially men, given you know, many thousands of years after, after Crete and, and you know, maternal civilizations, uh, it's drifted this way. And you know, now we see it's come to a pinnacle in Trump. This is it. This is what it looks like. This is what we've allowed all of us implicated in um, going along with, uh, uh, you know, whatever whatever's going on that we don't speak up about. Now, I mean, I'm, I don't want to put that burden on everybody. My my encouragement to people is to find out what calls you to serve and to make a difference about. Don't try to save the worlds and the elephants and everyone else at the same time. Just uh, because that gets to be a lot of politically correct stuff mm -hmm. rather than find what you are called. And that, that's the work I do. Mm -hmm. I help people eliminate all that discharge stuff you mentioned before, and then to open up to their heart's desire and the heart's intelligence to find what uh, the higher orders, uh, the sources of our life is calling us to, uh, to take up as a call to service. And those guys, uh, actually, I once heard a, a really great line. The problem with being uh, very rich is that you avoid the consequences of your choices. Hmm. And uh, so I've always stayed away from too much surplus cash, frankly. <laughs> and and, and uh, not, not trusting that part of me, perhaps. But, uh, you know, you, you can see they, uh, the imbalance and basically... It's, it's the uh, unequal distribution of wealth, period. I mean, Marx was right. Uh, that quote I gave you about men uh, rendered invisible to themselves, well, Karl Marx was the genius about human consciousness, even though he limited it you know, to economic man. Uh, that's where it comes from. It's this unequal distribution of wealth and therefore power and therefore collusion, as you say, them protecting one another, and therefore the abuse of the many continues from the uh, power of the few. Well, I just I just have to interject and say, I mean, what? I, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Marx. 
Uh, I know what you're saying. I think that the, the spirit was there, but but I don't think communism or socialism is going to be the answer. No, no, they haven't worked. No, they haven't no, worked they either. Don't work. And I'm not I'm not being a fan. I'm just uh, he's a philosopher like mm-hmm. my bent, and I studied it carefully enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, injustice, where it comes from, how it's how it's maintained, looks pretty clear to me on that score. Uh, you know, equal to Darwin showing our animal nature or. Uh, Nietzsche showing how really insane we get, and Freud showing how irrational we are, and Jung saying how showing how much we kill off the potential of spirit in ourselves. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I don't mean to get too grandiose here, but oh my God, it's brilliant! Are you kidding? I'm I've been savoring every moment of your wisdom, John. I really have oh, too. You. What a what a gift, and and what a way to. Um, we're launching this in December, and and what a what a, a nice holiday gift to send out into the potosphere uh, to just for people searching for answers in a time, you know, historically yeah. this time of year is when we all stop down and think about what we're grateful for and um, yeah. the gifts that's we true. have, and and you have been uh, yeah. fantastic. That's the, yeah, that you know that's the deepest li- that connects to the deepest line in all this. You gave expression to the feminine consciousness. And that is what is needed in the world. So if women are blaming men too much for now, it's just, you know, an excessive correction. And so, you know, let it be so until things get more balanced. Men who abuse are held responsible and go to jail and pay fines. And there should be, there can be a lot more of it. You were at both, you were talking about uh, some kind of prejudicial, judgmental, way that women uh you know cop out and avoid themselves by saying oh men the problem is all these men all they're only after one thing in in a way you know women are raised with all those voices in their head mm-hmm. against men it's Especially it's part now. of our culture and every mm-hmm. subculture in our in our society mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. that's what we have to own you look there first and find the, you i think you one of you said that you look into yourself and find out you know and actually am i when i did a group some months ago i did a a group called uh based on carol uh armstrong's uh, karen armstrong's 12 steps to a more compassionate life mm-hmm. and all they wanted to talk about was mainly women but some men wanted to bash trump mm-hmm. and each day i'd have to say look let's just let's uh, take a moment meditate and find some features of your own inner trump because Mm -hmm. they're there because you're an american you you know you're raised like him it's all around you as it is around him what he did with it is not honorable but uh there is no value in living the critique you've got to you got to address what you're willing to do to help make things better Mm 